0: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by BorgWarner, feel good about driving, Bridgestone, your journey, our passion, Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com and by the 2013 Hyundai Sonata, learn more at HyundaiSonata.com. Wow, we've made it to the end of another week, TGIF. And now let's get to the latest news in the global automotive industry. Last night on AutoLine After Hours, we learned about one of the coolest aerodynamic tricks they're using on the new Corvette. That ductwork on the top of the rear fenders is functional and takes in air for the transmission radiator on one side and the differential radiator on the other. But here's the most interesting part that air gets exhausted from vents on either side of the tail lamps. That airflow fills in a low pressure zone at the rear of the car and tricks the airflow into thinking that the car is longer, thus reducing drag. And you know, I knew I had seen something like this before. Do any of you remember the Probe 4, an aerodynamic study that Ford did in 1983? It sucked air in on those slots on the rear fender and vented it out the back of the car for the same reason that they're doing it on the new Corvette. But while the Probe 4 was a wind tunnel study, the Corvette is the first car that I'm aware of to use that in production. We reported on this last year, but now it's official. Mazda and Fiat will collaborate on developing a new two-seat convertible sports car for Alfa Romeo. The car will be based on the next generation MX-5 and will be built by Mazda in Japan. The Alpha will have its own unique styling and will offer a different powertrain than the MX-5. They both go into production in 2015. And just so you don't puzzle too much over how we titled this story, did you know that Toyo Kogyo is actually the official name of Mazda? And speaking of low-cost fun to drive rear-drive sports cars, looks like the Scion FR-S and Subaru BRZ might be getting some new competition. GM's North American President Mark Royce says that building a small rear-drive coupe, and I quote, is on the list. He says the car would most likely be built from GM's rear-drive Alpha platform, which is the one that they use for the Cadillac ATS. And do you remember that Mark Royce was the executive who led the development of the Pontiac Solstice and Saturn Sky? Geez, we got a lot of do-you-remembers in today's show. Car sales may have slowed down in China last year, but they're still posting breathtaking totals. We just got the official tally. 19.3 million units were sold. That includes 15.5 million light vehicles and 3.8 million commercial ones. At yesterday's Montreal Auto Show, Honda pulled the wraps off a concept car called the Gear. I love the surface language on this car, especially the front end. Honda says this could be a simple, affordable, and customizable car aimed at young buyers in an urban area. But we don't have any other details on this concept, so I guess we'll just have to wait on this one. Say, what are the latest trends in engine technology? We will be talking to the editors at Ward's Auto World about that right after this.
1: Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the Eyes on IndyCar series.
0: Every year, the editors of Ward's Auto World evaluate all kinds of engines, and then they award the 10 best. In fact, that's what they call it, Ward's 10 best. I recently invited four of the editors to join me for AutoLine this week, to talk about where they see engine technology going.
1: Well, certainly uh, smaller displacements, we've seen that. I mean, the idea of a a little four-cylinder engine powering a a big Ford Taurus would be unheard of not long ago. Uh, So a lot less V8s. Uh, a lot less V6s, and essentially the V6s are replacing the V8s, and the V8s are becoming more uh, specialty uh, uh, powered uh, power plants. The one, the V8 that made this year's engine, was the, is the biggest, baddest production V8 there is. It's uh, the, um, you know, the V8 and the um, Mustang um, GT500, makes 662 horsepower, which is just uh, unheard of and plus it doesn't have a gas guzzler tax and it gets maybe 25 miles per gallon on the highway. Now it's not everybody's cup of tea or whatever but that's pretty amazing uh, engineering. And when we went to, uh, Ford made a presentation to us of all their engines and they, they went with all the hybrids and, and all their small displacement engines and then the GT 500 guy got up and said, well I'm the guy that burns up all the gas that these guys are saving. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I said that if that didn't make the 10 best engines, it should make the 10 beast engines yeah. because it's a beast of an engine. But it's also a pretty decent engine. It has a lot of technology in, in it. and uh, Good engineering. And, I mean, uh, basically, you know, good thermodynamic at, we at, engineering. And. We looked at, I think, three good V8s yes. and you know so to, to your point that uh, V8s are not dead maybe they're going to go niche uh, more than they have been but um, they're still alive and well. But the sub 2 liter engines I mean that's just amazing to me because you, you hardly ever saw in the US an engine under 2 liters and now we're seeing a ton of them and there's a lot of them that are very the, good. And the
0: Taurus, yeah. full size Taurus as well as the Focus so talk about a range of vehicles. You can watch that entire show right now at www.autoline.tv and learn who Wards gave its 10 best awards to. And you can also catch all the coverage that we devoted to the Detroit Auto Show as well as our Autoline Supplier Symposium. Lots of good information there. But that wraps up today's report and brings us to the end of the week. So have a great weekend and please join us again here on Monday.